I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. And I am just going to give you a heads up right now. (laughs) I feel like what I'm going to say in this intro is going to kind of be all over the place. Honestly, I just feel like that's what's happening in my head right now. Kind of all over the place. Um, first of all, this was not planned, what I'm about to say, but it's coming up for me right now and I'm just having a giggle about it. So it's very obvious that my period is going to show up any minute now, maybe tonight. (laughs) Um, but I'm sitting in my office ready to record and then someone starts pressure washing their vehicle now it's not like you know this really obnoxious noise but let me tell you the noise that this neighbor of ours is making pressure washing their vehicle right now is just getting under my skin and then I had to laugh at myself because I know my period is coming I know I'm just you know when you feel like you're just irritable and things like the noise of a pressure washer are getting under your skin that's how I am right now so I'm just gonna take a sec (laughs) collect myself and try not to feel so annoyed and just focus on being here with you right now because it is the evening before this podcast episode goes out so It must be recorded right now. I cannot wait for this neighbor of ours to finish pressure washing their vehicle at quarter after 7 p.m. on a Tuesday evening. Anyways, let's put that aside. Another thing that I need to address is this is not the episode that I promised you last week. I do believe at the end of my episode last week, I started talking about co-regulation and I was like, hey, actually I'm going to record a podcast episode about co-regulation and that's coming out to you next week. Now here's the thing about me. As I mentioned, this is the evening before this podcast comes out. The reason why I wait until basically the last hours to record our episodes is because I really love to explore topics with you that just feel really on my heart that day. I really don't like pre-planning things. This is just the way that I've always been. So if you were excited about a episode about co-regulation, wait, hang tight because that will come. I'm not going to make any promises as to when because we know how that goes around here. So 
This week's episode is on a different topic. If you read the title, you obviously know what that is. We will get to that in a moment because there are some things that I want to share first. I know you all really enjoy the intros to my episodes, just little life updates, check-ins, that sort of thing. So this week, we are going to talk about the fact that this is the week before wedding week. Now, I got married on the 26th of August, so it's this week and I'm seeing clients this week. I'm kind of doing some work this week, but let's be honest, not really. I am basically just seeing clients. I feel like I have been totally off the map with social media lately, but I am just honoring the fact that I really don't want to go on Instagram these days, but I am dedicated to this podcast and I love recording these episodes for you. So even when I'm MIA on social media, such as Instagram, I still love getting cozy with you in my office, recording these episodes and connecting with you that way for me. The podcast feels so much more, it just feels more aligned and more right. So I'm really, really grateful that we have this space together. So back to this week being pre-wedding week, Um, things are really starting to feel real. Like, I don't know, maybe two months ago, I made a master list, a spreadsheet. I'm a spreadsheet kind of gal. I love making spreadsheets. So a couple months ago, I made a master spreadsheet and it's pretty wild to go through this spreadsheet because nearly everything is crossed off. So that's a good thing. That feels good. It's not like we have tons of things to do, but yeah, things are starting to feel very real, especially because this weekend, actually on Monday, I wrote my vows. I had Scott was at work. Penny and I were just hanging out. It was like 38 degrees Celsius here. It was super warm. And, you know, we aren't really like, I like the heat. I like summer, but I don't like 38 degrees Celsius. That's a little too hot. Penny can't go outside when it's that hot. So we were just hanging out inside and it just felt like the perfect opportunity to sit down and actually write my vows. So I did that and that made things feel like, okay, like (laughs) this, our wedding is coming very quickly. It's going to be here in no time. And also this week is kind of feeling a little chaotic in our house because I think it was either the very end of June. It's, it was definitely in June. Scott and I started a little house project or what we thought would be a little house project. So I really wanted to redo his office. Um, When we moved into our house at the beginning of 2022, we repainted it all and I was, I still am really happy with all of my paint colors, except his office, like we did this feature wall in this really dark, almost black navy color and 
you know, we really don't have any, and his office is on the main floor and we really don't have any other like blues in our house. So it just didn't flow with like the aesthetic of the house and it was really bothering me. So long story short, I convinced him to start this house project with me and what turned into my idea of just like repainting a wall turned into not only repainting a wall but ripping out the carpet in his office and on our stairs and picking out new carpet and getting new carpet installed so you know we were both really excited about this project and we thought start to finish maybe it would take a couple weeks so it is as I am recording this episode it is now the middle of August and the new carpet has still not been installed so we did tell them (laughs) that we were getting married at the end of the month and we were wanting this project to be done quite quickly anyways we got the call we've been waiting for and our new carpet is actually being installed this week which we are super excited about because we're all about house projects but we both very quickly realized that we do not love living in a mess we do not love living mid-reno project like this is not fun I do not know how people do this how people like run about do big renos I do not know how people do big renos and live in the midst of that reno like ripping out your carpet and waiting for new carpet to come like that is not a massive reno project I'm talking like gutting and redoing your entire kitchen like that is a huge project I could not do that this has been not an experience I would like to repeat (laughs) so anyways we are so grateful that our carpet is being installed this week because come Monday the 21st things start picking up I tell ya we have family that starts coming in for the wedding my bridesmaids start trickling in one by one my maid of honor comes in on Monday my bridal shower is on Tuesday my other bridesmaids come Wednesday Thursday Friday and then it's the wedding so when I tell you next week is gonna fly by it is going to fly by but I will be here with a new podcast episode for you because I am actually going to pre-record next week's episode. So scratch what I said at the beginning. I will most definitely be pre-recording next week's episode because if I don't, it's not going to happen. So wrapping up this intro, which is going to lead us into today's topic, I had a friend text me today and she asked me a really... Like she asked me a question that I don't know if she meant it to be like as deep as I took it, but I took it really deep and I'm going to share it with you today. So we were just chatting and talking about how the wedding's coming up really soon. And she said, what do you look forward to most in this moment? And 
immediately I noticed my mind like jump right ahead to the 26th and all of these things that I could be or am looking forward to on that day. But then I realized there's a whole week and a half between right now and the actual wedding day. There's an entire week and a half. And so I kind of took a step back and I was like, okay, she said like, what do you look forward to most in this moment right now? And that really allowed me to just like pull myself back from a week and a half from now and be like really in August 20, August 15th, pardon me. And ask myself like, what am I looking most forward to on Tuesday, August 15th? And um, I really liked that question because I think we can so easily like hop a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, even a year from now and be like, oh, I'm looking forward to that so much. But when we do that, we're kind of missing everything that's happening right now. And we're going to talk more about that today. But when I was able to pull back and bring myself into like what was actually happening right now and what I was actually looking most forward to today when she asked me that, it was, and my answer to her was like enjoying the slowness of this week, even though it's not slow. Maybe I said the quietness of this week. So enjoying like the slowness or the quietness of this week before everyone starts coming on Monday. And let me tell you, I am so excited for everyone to come and celebrate us. My dad was joking and said, it's going to be like a week long wedding, which feels totally accurate. But, and so like as much as I am looking forward to that and everyone coming and just being surrounded by everyone we love, like I'm looking forward to that so much, but I'm also like cherishing these next few days. Like there's only five days before everyone starts coming and I'm just really like soaking up this quietness. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I took advantage of a really quiet afternoon yesterday and just sat down and wrote my vows. And so that is what I am looking most forward to in this moment right here is just really enjoying this wedding planning before it gets really, really busy next week. So anyways, that brings me to today's episode where we are talking about romanticizing your life, what that even is, and how it relates to somatic therapy or the somatic experiencing work that I do with my clients. So maybe you have heard of romanticizing your life before. I know this kind of started to become a thing a few years back, like maybe even pre-COVID. It's definitely like the term romanticizing your life 
has definitely become a thing over the past handful of years. It kind of became like this trend on social media. People would make TikToks and Instagram reels about romanticizing their life. And what romanticizing your life is, it's really just kind of like appreciating the mundane things in your life and yeah, like appreciating them or seeing them as something significant or special. And these things can be, for an example, like I am looking at, I have in my office, I have this corner full of plants and there's just like this one plant that's leaning on the wall because it needs support to be held up and it's like you know that's such a like it's it's not anything significant or important or special but when you kind of like look at that it's kind of cute and you're like oh that's really sweet that this plant is like leaning on my wall being supported by the wall to be held up because it's so tall Um, Another thing might be, you know, I have a bookshelf and (laughs) take note, all of these things that I'm going to be sharing with you of romanticizing my life right now are literally just things that I see in my office right now. So another example, I have a bookshelf right in front of me and romanticizing my life would just be admiring or appreciating like how that bookshelf looks and loving being connected to that bookshelf or admiring it or just really feeling into that experience of looking at the bookshelf. Some other things might be when you're taking a shower, which I just had a shower and I washed my hair, which go Meg because washing my hair is something I just always put off and put off and put off because it's such a chore ladies I know a lot of you agree with me here but that's another thing that I really love to romanticize about my life I dim the lights in our bathroom so it's not like super bright p.s side note I cannot shower in like the stark light like that is no um I love putting the lights on dim making it super cozy in there for me and just taking my time in the shower and allowing myself to romanticize or really soak up that moment and I think that's a big part of romanticizing your life is soaking up that moment another moment that I really love is in the evenings I love crawling into my bed with like my fresh clean pjs on and I love crawling into my bed and just getting super snug Penny will crawl up next to me sometimes if she's not being grumpy and turning my salt lamp on and reading my book and that's a moment that I also like romanticize or really just take so much 
pleasure in. So I think with all of those examples, you probably get what romanticizing your life looks like. And I love that when we romanticize our life or set that as an intention of something we want to start doing, it gives us this chance to slow things down. And when we slow things down, we can appreciate them more. And slowing things down is actually a really big part of somatic experiencing work because when we slow things down, we can notice things more and in this, these examples of romanticizing your life, we can slow things down enough to notice what actually feels good for us. And that's what brings me to like how romanticizing your life actually relates to somatic experiencing or somatic therapy, so or just working with the body somatically. So it's related because... In somatics, there's something called glimmers. And this term is used a lot on social media. So some of you may have heard about a glimmer before, but a glimmer is actually a term coined by one of the leading voices in the polyvagal theory, Deb Dana. So I want to give her a shout out and credit for um, coming up with glimmers and teaching about glimmers. So what a glimmer is, and with my clients, I actually call these ventral moments. And that's exactly what a glimmer is. A glimmer is anything that we notice that feels good for us. And when we notice that, and allow ourselves to be with that, that actually brings our nervous system into a ventral state, or we get greater access to that ventral state of our nervous system, which is so important for our healing and working with trauma and reshaping the nervous system. So when I say noticing things that feel good for us or these glimmers, it is those things or it can be those things that I was talking about before when we were talking about romanticizing your life. Like when I was in the shower this evening, we'll go back to that example. I was using this new shampoo and it kind of had like a pepperminty and rosemary scent to it and it was kind of like tingling my scalp a little bit and I really liked that. I really loved the smell of it. I loved the feel of it and just bringing our awareness to these things that feel good for us is so important, like I said, for reshaping the nervous system. So that is what a glimmer is, and that is how romanticizing our lives or working with these glimmers can be so supportive for the nervous system because so many of us are stuck in a fight or flight response, so in that sympathetic dominant state, 
or a freeze or shutdown state, which is either that dorsal state of the nervous system or a combination of that sympathetic and dorsal state. And when we are able to slow down enough to notice these things that feel good for us, whether we want to say we're romanticizing our life or noticing the glimmers, or like I said with my clients, we call them ventral moments. And this is so, so important for our healing because if we are primarily or if we are stuck in these self-protection responses, this is our way of changing that, of changing the pattern. Now, if you want to get started with this in your own life, this is going to be something, if it's a new practice for you, starting this practice of noticing what feels good for you. And it doesn't have to be just what you see. It might be something you hear or smell or touch or taste, right? So it can be through any of your senses, but I know a lot of my examples were through sight, so I just wanted to name that. But when we are able to slow down enough, we can actually notice these things that do feel good for us. And I just want to encourage you, like I said, if this is a new practice for you, start doing these things when you already feel good because it's going to be more difficult to lean on this practice when you're in a state of activation. So when that self-protection response is turned on. So start noticing these things, these things that feel good for you. Maybe in the mornings, the way the sun is pouring into your room or in the evenings when it's nice and dark and maybe there's a chill in the air and you're curled up with a blanket. So just notice these moments throughout your day that allow you to feel really good and let's start appreciating them, slowing them down a little bit and just accessing some pleasure in those moments. So that is where I am going to leave us off this week and next week, like I said, I am going to talk about or I'm going to pre-record next week's episode and today we talked about glimmers which is noticing what feels good to bring us in that ventral state. And next week, I think I'm going to share the opposite and we're going to talk about triggers. So definitely come back next week and join me for a new episode. Thanks, everyone.